and welcome back for those who have been listening uh, for the first time. This is the Before I Go podcast and I am really glad I'm alive today because that's another chance for me to give away some of the stuff that is not mine to give away, but hey, take it anyway. You've already got it. So the Before I Go podcast, uh, for those who haven't listened to the first episode, is based on a number of things, but the easiest way of describing what this podcast is about is that one of my closest mentors, friends, human beings that I'm very grateful for, Jeff. Jeff's mother would say to him, Jeff, people only say what they want to say when they're walking out the door. And so I am inspired to create this so that we don't have to wait till people are gone before we get to hear from them about what really matters to them and what they would want to leave for generations to come in the hope that it would help others. So that's where the name Before I Go came from, and let's keep creating. So today, episode three, um, I will entitle The Lie Detector Test, and I do this with, with plenty of people that I work with and share space with when the time seems right. And the lie detector test, the best way I could describe it is, for those of you who have kids or everyone has been a child, right? It is so easy for us to see in another human being what they are capable of and their potential. So when I look at my three kids, I can look each one of them in the eye with absolute conviction and say to them, that they are creative and beautiful and gifted and capable of so much more than they think. And I know that if you strap me to the lie detector test and you, you run that system on my arm, it will come back as green and say that I am telling the truth. And I also know that if one of my kids is in a moment of low quality thinking about themselves and what they're capable of, they too could take the same lie detector test and say, Dad, I, I just, I think I'm a failure, all right? And if they hold on to that thought, they'll believe it and it will come back saying that they are telling the truth as well. So who's telling the truth, right? I believe in their infinite creative potential to make amazing things happen for themselves and other human beings. And they feel really little and think that they are small and weak and not good enough. Who's telling the truth if the lie detector test comes back as green, right? We both are. And that's at the heart of this is it is all made up, right? That's a really dull way of saying you get to create the reality that you live in and that you experience, right? We are not victims of circumstance. Now we can do that with this beliefs thing, this lie detector test with anything. You and I can pull a chair in from somewhere and you look at it and you go, that is magnificent. Uh, the cushion would be really nice for my backside. And I look at it and I go, that's ugly. It has no place in my home, right? We're both telling the truth because how we see the chair is 100% subjective and up to us, right? Really easy to do this when it comes to chairs or inanimate objects. Really, really hard to take the lie detector test when it gets into beliefs. So what I do, and I've, I've shared this in the past with a few people, looking at how your beliefs have changed over time is a really great compass now to understand that the convictions you hold about yourself and other people and about anything in life, as strongly as you believe what you are into and what you know is true, it changes over time. Right? And the truth does not waver over time only our beliefs do. 
you can run this on what you believe about love and just however old you are, go back, right? Five years and try and remember what it is that you believed about love five years ago or even when you were five years old, right? And then 10, 20, 30 years of age, 40, 50, 60, 70, however old you are, you will 100% have a very different belief system about love now than you did in the past. Yet at every stage of your life, you weren't lying to me or yourself. Right? You were telling what was true to you in the moment. So we're always encouraged to go, look, you don't make it. I'd never make it, right? My beliefs are going to change as predictably as the weather is over the duration of, of this life. And that is wonderful because I have no end to my ability to learn more and understand more and connect more. We only suffer when our beliefs feel like they are concrete and then when anything argues with those particularly our experiences we suffer because our reality gets fractured so oh man i know this is a lot of conceptual stuff but it's not conceptual to me so i i don't know if this is breaking your head turn it off go for a walk um go and have a coffee or or, you know a relax call a friend and go pat a cat do something else if my words and what you're hearing right now are confusing Otherwise, strap yourself in, right? I've got some notes in front of me that are going to prompt me to, to run with this. Here's, the, here's another thing, right? So beliefs over time change and we judge everything, right? I judge the crap out of everything because my perception of what's out there is limited to this idea of myself, my experiences and how I attach meaning to, to the world. You do the same thing, right? You judge everything, right? The idea that you're not meant to judge is crazy. If you if you ever have time, and if this is it, go and do the work by Byron Katie. It's brilliant stuff, and it will help you understand the limitations of your beliefs. All right? um, I'm going to refer to a, quite a few different uh, creators as we go through today, and they all have guides, and none of them have the only way. So Byron Katie's the work very much worthy of an investment of your time and attention if you can stay open enough for it. So we judge everything, right? And we judge objects and we judge people and we we judge each other and we judge God. Um, And those judgments, if we hang on to them, we think they're real and they're true and they're not. So you can have a, a, a heck of a lot of beliefs about any subject you want over time and they're going to change. One of the most toxic things that I have experienced in myself and other people is this unconsidered thought that goes on to our experiences so that we can make sense of of the world that we're having this experience in, right? This is the unconsidered thought and it means that, right? So you will have an experience or you'll make an observation in life and then you will, real quick, add the phrase often unconsciously or subconsciously and it means that. And we go and take what was the purity of a creation and distort it through our own filtered meaning. So let me give you an example, right? He didn't smile at me and it means that 
but pay attention to the story you are creating about others and yourself, right? If you find yourself adding the words, and it means that, you are creating your version of reality, and it's not the truth. It's just your version, and then you figure out how you feel. So he didn't smile at me, right? And it means that, it means nothing. It means he didn't smile at me. That's it, right? It's raining outside. Okay? And it means that when you add that phrase, now you are the author of your reality and your creation. And you get to choose what that looks like. It's raining outside. I grew up and heard, I don't know where I heard it from, but I hung on to it, that when it rained, it was generally not good. Right, and that's ridiculous. The rain does not know the difference between good or bad. Right, the rain is, and that's all. And then you can attach whatever meaning you want to it. Now, when it rains, I run in it and I love it. And I hope I can keep doing that for as long as possible. So, pay attention to it's so quick, it's so fast. Your personal meaning that you attach to things that you take as being gospel or the truth, right? And it means that. It means whatever it means to you, and don't forget that you're creating it. So there's this, I'm not, I don't want to push us towards literalism, right? Because that's also empty, right? The, the phrase, and I can't remember where it came from, literalism is the lowest form of meaning. So I'm not trying to say just become meaningless and nothing and just fly by the seat of your pants. We want both, right? We want literalism, or what I would say is reality for all of us and then meaning so you want both right the reality is you get to choose and create what your experience of true reality is right so stop being a victim of circumstance what you choose to think about your circumstances creates your reality of them right i'll say that again what you choose to think about your circumstances creates your reality of them. I have been in the role before of being a victim to my circumstances and pointing the figure outside myself and blaming this or that or creating some rubbish meaning about what was going on in my life. And I got completely sidetracked that all of my pointing the figure outwards was actually just an indication of what I was creating inwards, right? Your circumstances have no power over your experience of them, right? You get to choose, so stop being a victim of circumstance and create the reality that you wanna see within your circumstances, right? Things will change. Let me give you another example, right? Just over two years ago, I left my job Right? And it would be very easy for me to look at that and say, oh, some of the people that were there, you know, my job was making me miserable, you know, nobody values you, right? This job is, is rubbish, yada, yada, yada. You know, start up the, the little violin of you know, self-loathing and pity. The truth is the job that you are about to walk away from that you so desperately hate that you have attached a whole bunch of story to is the dream job for the next person stepping into it, right? They're probably coming from a place of perceived lack where this job is going to solve a whole bunch of created problems for them and you're about to walk away from it. And the only difference 
is how you are seeing your circumstances and how the other person is seeing theirs. The job is the job. It doesn't have any power to make you feel or do anything. If you want to walk away from it, walk away from it, but don't give your power over to the job or the people you're working with as if they get to determine your experience of life. They don't. The same goes for people, right? If you look over at your husband or your wife and you don't like what you see, right, or your children, guess what? You are seeing yourself, right? If you want to see a loving, beautiful, caring, sacrificing, humble human being across the room from you, you will see that. If you want to see somebody who is taking more than they are giving or treating you the wrong way or or harming you in some way or selfish, have a look at yourself, right? I'm not here to deny that toxic thoughts create toxic actions. That happens. But the only change that you can really move on is changing who you are. It's why all these wise people came before us. And, and I'm not the first person to say this, right? I'm pretty sure it was Gandhi that said, be the change you want to see in the world, right? Not the earth, right? Your world. If you want things to change, you change because you are the one that is creating the whole time. I've already started to talk a bit about time and (laughs) it's a heck of a creation. One thing that I do understand now is that time is a gift that allows us to observe that what we think is not the truth, right? It's true for us. What you think is true for you until the direction of the wind changes, right? We focus more so on what it is that we believe and we forget that we are the one believing, right? We create our beliefs. We hang on to them. Many beliefs are offered up to you from the outside in. You want to hang on to them? Okay, hang on to them. Then those beliefs become our reality, right? Question everything that you believe. Where did it come from, right? Was it handed down to you? Did you manufacture it yourself? Are you hanging on to it? Right? If you believe you are going to die, then you are going to die. Right? But the only thing that really dies is the idea of who you are. That's it. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that the body doesn't fade away. It does. But that's because you are more than your body so much more, right? The only thing that really dies is who you think you are. Then you are free. Who you really are cannot die. It's It's insane, right, to say that. And it has to be, right? Because sanity is just it's just another concept you know there was a time let me let me put the put myself in this situation for you there was a time when i believed here comes a great belief i believed that if you ate ham you went to hell right i actually believed that and if you got the lie detector test for me and you strapped me to it i would say yep if you ate ham you go to hell and then the lie detector test comes back and says, Jesus, tell them the truth. 
right? Now I don't believe that anymore, right? And that's kind of a fun one to play with. And I mean no disrespect to anyone who holds beliefs that are similar to that or anything that I weigh into, you know. Believe what you believe. Listen to the last episode I talked about. I've got a very simple, for me at least, compass to help me understand whether my beliefs are serving me and other people well or whether they are harming me by holding on to them. So there was a time when I believed that uh, if you ate ham, you went to hell. Now, to take it to another level, there was a time when I believed in hell. And I don't. In fact, I was telling the truth when I said that hell exists. But hell only exists while I continue to invest in the idea of its existence. Right? If you are afraid of hell, stop creating it. There is no hell except for the idea of it. And that in itself is torturous enough. Who would you be if you never had the thought or the idea that there was hell to be afraid of? Right? It's a very, very compelling, fearful thought. And if you put enough energy into that thought that there is a hell, you are going to live a very afraid life. But each to their own. You know, if it, if it serves you well, rock and roll. Go believe in hell. Do your thing. Go and love somebody else out of hell. Right? For me... I just realized that I live in fear and the idea of separation when I subscribe to the idea of hell, right? whatever that might mean. John Milton uh, put it in a beautiful way in Paradise Lost. The mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. I mean it when I say the dream job that someone is about to walk into was the hell on earth that somebody is about to walk away from. Right? It's all subjective. Right? You believe you are, you, if you believe that you are not strong, that is a weak thought. If you believe that you are not loved and valued, that is an unlovable and valueless thought. Just thoughts and beliefs. We have to go much, much deeper and far bigger to get to the truth. One thing that I have told everyone that I've worked with is that insights change lives and they do not occur from the outside in, right? That's an outsight, and outsights try to hide the truth by convincing you that it's outside you, right? Insights unfold from within because they are already planted in you. Look for that, listen for that. I'm gonna, I feel like I'm getting repetitive because, because it, look, it's either a belief that I've got and it serves me well and the people I work with well. All right, maybe I'll stop believing that insights are found within in 10, 20 years. I don't know, right, but for now, Damn it, look inside and you may find that what you've been looking for is there. There's, um, 
there's a thing I've been thinking for a while now. Um, <laughs> well, it's not a thought. I just it's an insight I had, and that's it. This is the insight. Mass consensus is not the truth. Right? It's just mass consensus. I pray that whatever system you find yourself in, you will feel the weight of consensus, right? Because enough people have to believe in something together to to have the idea that they are united to create a system, right? You subscribe to a shared whatever it may be, set of values or behaviors or beliefs or ideas or whatever they are, right? Please don't mistake mass consensus for the truth. Mass consensus is just mass consensus. <laughs> the truth does not need any defending. There's a brilliant quote on that, right? The truth doesn't need defending. I have wrestled with this, with my, my ego, right? But it's so true. The truth doesn't need defending. So anytime that you find yourself arguing for something and really going at it with another person, all you are really defending is the idea or a concept or something that you have created that is going to fade away. Right? It's temporary. I've done this so much. I'm sorry for, for all the people that I've argued with like I knew better. No, I didn't. All I was doing was just strongly trying to defend something that I thought was true and it turns out it's just something that I created. That's all. So if you find yourself trying to defend what you think is the truth and you're in a uh, win-loss or an attack, you know, lose, attack, gain situation, do, just walk away, right? Take a breath and, and leave it. The truth doesn't need defending. Right. Whenever I start to get into this place where I'm trying to convince someone of something and they're not, they're not agreeing to it and they've got their own position, I'm learning to just stop and understand and accept. Okay, There must be a, a deeper way of connecting than what is pushing us apart. So stop clinging to your creations so much. They weigh you down. Right? They weigh you down. Thanks so much for listening and sharing this space with me. I really, really hope this has served you well and it continues to do so for years to come. I love helping others. So if you would like to experience the power of creating together, please reach out to me. I'm here to help. And if you want to be on the podcast and leave a legacy, check out the contact details on my website, lyndonrochford.com, or you can find me on Facebook. I'd love to hear your story before I go. Wishing you so much love from the inside out. I'll see you soon.